0: Boy, what the fuck you want? (laughs) Goddamn, dog. I I was just trying to talk to you. Hey, man, you ain't going to get me canceled off this episode, are you? Hey, man, no promises. Damn. All right. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous podcast where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. Now, this is going to be a complete opposite of the last episode I posted last episode. I did it uh, with my boy, Justin, man. He spoke so highly of his wife, of his family. Uh, Like I said on there, man, we're the same age and I just look up to him. You know what I mean? And it was such a such a great conversation between me and him. And, you know, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people liked it. Now, back to the ratchet shit. (laughs) Uh, I'm a little nervous for this one because uh, I'm nervous in a good way because I got uh, one of my closest friends on uh, uh, line brother and brother from another mother. Um, My man, Avery, dog. And uh, if there has been anybody who I has I have seen their growth and they have seen mine. It is this guy right here. Yeah man. Uh so y'all just buckling your seat belts. This one might be a little you know for my family if you're listening, you might want to go ahead click out this bad boy right now. <laughs> so what's up, dog?
1: Hey, what's happening, man? I'm 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 glad you letting a little bit of uh, ignorance come on to this uh, very sophisticated <laughs> show. <you. laughs>
0: uh a little bit of ignorance i think it's a lot of bit of ignorance man nah man yeah dog uh i hit avery up man you know and i asked him to be on and uh actually no what really happened (laughs) is he hit me up and he was like man you gonna stop having all these fine-ass women on your podcast without having me on there (laughs) There
1: that that, that was I'm glad you told the real.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the real conversation. Everybody else I reached out to, I said, Hey man, you know, I admire your story, man. Would you like to do me the honor of uh being on my joint? You know what I'm saying? Talk about your story. This dude right here, literally in the text message, man. You're gonna stop having these fine ass women on here and not gonna have me on here.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey man, you know, you know me. Hey, you already know the, the due respect is, is there, but at the same time, I'm like, Fuck that. <laughs> I think there's some of women on here, so you need to go ahead and put your boy on there. Let me uh, let me uh be, be a little ignorant on, on your podcast.
0: <laughs> and uh against my better judgment, I agreed. <laughs> 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 nah, man. Um, I've known Avery for he was actually um the first time I actually met Avery. Uh the first time I've ever like physically seen him. We I was a freshman at University of Maryland Eastern Shore. And uh, he was an RA in Nuttle Hall. The trap. <laughs> and I remember our other LB, or four, Steve got locked out of his room for something I forgot. And Avery comes out and looking pissed off <laughs> and opens Steve's door. And uh, I was, you know, us being freshmen, like I was so terrified. I was like, oh man, RA is going to catch this. If I don't know who that dude was, I would have, man, look, this is a wild dude right here, man, you know. And that was the first time I met Avery, man, and we ended up uh, pledging five Beta Sigma together. He's my uh, eight, you know, It's nine of us, so, you know, he's uh, towards the end of the line. Um, And I've known him for well over ten years, man, so definitely a dude that I, I know has gone through a lot, and he beat the odds, and um, he has a very funny way of telling it, but uh, Another well-respected uh black man, in my opinion.
1: Right well, hey man, I, I appreciate that, but you left off pissed off and hung over. That was the reason <laughs> for me being pissed off <laughs> during my, my early RA days on the show, man. You no, know, I you know, I, I appreciate that, man. That was uh that was quite an intro, man.
0: Yeah, man, definitely, dog. You know, um me and him have seen uh sides of each other that uh we're gonna take to the grave. You know what I mean? We ain't going to talk about everything on this joint. This joint is not called the morally and Intellectually Ratcheted Shit Podcast. <laughs> but um
1: yeah. That's more than a We we've, we've signed NDAs on that one, man. Yeah, no
0: no 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 no. This this we you y'all when y'all <laughs> get go, when y'all get older and a little bit more grown, that's when we'll talk about a lot more of the shit me and Avery been through, you know what, <laughs> what I mean? And No, man. I remember um how me and Avery like how I remember our our bond being strengthened um i went through uh a bit of a hoe phase if you will when i was in my mid-20s this is before i rededicated my life to uh, god again and i remember you know i was out here wilding and doing all types of shit you know what i mean whatever with damn near any woman like y'all heard my story man uh but avery was the one that reached out to me and said look dog this ain't you this ain't you, man. Like, you need to go ahead and chill with that shit. And you know, I, of course, I was a little bit too, I think I was like 25 or 26 when he said it. You know what I mean? I couldn't really I digest what he meant, but I didn't realize how much of a good friend he was being. Someone sees you going down a bad path that they know they don't want to see you on and they they hold you accountable. You know? And like, we were already line brothers, like, for like, what, four or five years before that. But you know what I mean? That was when the bond really was strengthened in that moment. So, Jay, man, what's up, dog? What you been up to?
1: Hey, man, you know me, I'm I'm working, just grinding, uh trying to navigate, you know, relationships, dating on, on and off. <laughs> we're
0: going to we're going we to get to that. Yeah, we're going to get to that, even though the disclaimer is always this this podcast isn't about dating, but. A few things come up here and there, but yeah, man. So, uh, tell the uh, tell a little, uh, tell the world a little bit about yourself, where you come from, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, your, your your background, your childhood, so people can 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 get a feel for who you are. I can't sit here and speak so highly of you, and people don't know where you come from. You know?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, first and foremost, we speak in purely from about my background, man. It's uh, dysfunction. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the. That, that's the key word right there. Uh, you know, I've, I've a uh, big family, man, four brothers, four sisters, uh, you know, got some, uh, you know, same, same mothers, some different fathers, uh, you know, t- typical hood shit, you, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> <laughs> typical hood shit,
1: but, uh, you know, uh, you know, so lar- coming from a large family, um, you know, first to graduate college uh, from my family. Uh, actually, my my younger sister Cheyenne, she's now the uh, the second. I can happily report that she's the second to. And hopefully- she the one with the
0: Rottweiler. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. All right, that's what's up, man. I didn't know she graduated. Okay.
1: Yeah, man. So she's she's all done. And hopefully she'll be the one uh to, the first to be, you know, getting her master's degree because Lord knows I ain't going back to school. I can't do another <laughs> class from setting.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Uh, you know, we've obviously covered how we knew each other, uh, you know, UMES from the shore, but you know, even beyond that, uh, myself, military background, um, you know, been been a little bit all all over, man. I always like to kind of describe myself as just uh sort of a a a scattered spirit man I, I go wherever I feel like I'm needed and I go wherever you know a lesson is is there to be learned. So right um, you know, that's just that's just a little bit about me man.
0: Yeah nah man um I remember when I first started I guess got a taste of you know who you were uh false. we were huh false <laughs> an idea <laughs> there you go uh an idea um i remember man um i didn't really know you like that because when we started Pleasant sigma like the only person i really knew was steve in Amir. that was really it right. um but i remember man you had like a like a quite of a time when we were online man i remember dean had to like go to your room um you know because you were uh dealing with something i remember you was telling me
1: Oh yeah, definitely, man. There there was I mean throughout throughout my entire you know, college career, um, you know, like like I said, d- dysfunction that that's my background, but dysfunction always seems to kind of kind of follow me in and everywhere that I go. Um, you know, uh with having, you know, multiple, you know, bouts of of depression and you know, losing my mother during college, uh, you know, kind of grown further and further apart from as i mentioned having you know so many siblings but only really being close to one and mm. you know ha- having to be so you know young and 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 dealing with uh, you know issues of addiction but, you know amongst my siblings and trying to play college student uh you know sigma ra and and mental health counselor uh amateur mental health counselor with my <laughs> with my own family so all
0: right
1: you know all all of that you know, combined that, that was, that, that became to be a lot, man. And, you know, that, that was my, my first bit of uh, a reality or first, first dose of reality realized, man, I, you know, you can, you can be strong and, and still ask for help and, and reach out to others. Um, And that being, being so young and, and not as mature as I thought that I was, of course, you know, being 19 and 20, you, you think you just, you the shit, you know, you think, you know, your shit and there ain't nothing that mm-hmm. you've never seen before, but, uh, you know, for me, it was being able to actually reach out and, and tell other people um, and, and more specifically uh, a, another grown man and Dean that, hey, man, I need I need help. You know, yeah. I, I don't know what's what's going on, but, you know, something something's happening um, and I, I, I need help. I need I need some sort of, uh, you know, guidance um, because, you know, me me coming up struggling with being able to. Uh, you know struggle with former relationships with uh you know not only uh women but also you know men because uh having basically an absent father and and not having a, a father figure until later on in my life um i, I kind of struggled to to form those relationships so you know dean was one of those people that that i, I formed that relationship with so that's why I kind of felt natural to me to just hey reach out and say hey man mentally I'm i struggling and it's it's fucking me up physically too because I'm not eating, um you know I'm um, I'm I'm not going to class and you know I I know that you'll be disappointed but at the same time like I know that I need to reach out to you in particular because I need help.
0: Yeah, um, I remember that. And I remember, uh, and that's kind of, I mean, I getting off topic staying on, but that's kind of what, you know, pledging a frat is really about. You know what I mean? A lot of you could look at this shit all on TV and, you know, people say dumb stuff or whatever, but you ain't going to know until you actually go through it. And like, I remember he came to your room like on campus, you know, um, which was some real shit, you know what I mean? And, um, <laughs> Man, I remember Dean, man. He he that dude would play some mind games. Like I ain't never, yo, remember that time. Um we were almost at the end. Yeah. And actually, we were at the end. And uh it was like every dude and like Alpha Mu and every Sigma in the Eastern Shore in his house that night. I'll never forget this. And I remember he pulls me down. Uh he tells me to come down to the uh down to the living room, his living room. And I remember <laughs> Uh, he acted like he was going to brand me, right? <laughs> and at that point, like, I just didn't give a damn. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'll-, I'll fuck all y'all up. Like, <laughs> you know, it was like 40 dudes down there, just me. And I remember he goes, hey, run out the house and act like, you know, run out the house and act like you screaming or whatever. And I was like, what? Why? He said, man, just do it. So I did it. And I remember all of y'all. Ran downstairs, ready to fight every last one of them dudes because y'all didn't know what happened. You know what yeah. I mean? And that was his way of showing us how strong our brotherhood and bond has became over the last several months. I'll never forget that.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I was actually thinking about that the other day and, and remembering <laughs>
0: how
1: Brandon was because he broke his phone that night. I remember. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In like a thousand pieces, but. Man, yeah. that that just goes to show you, like, why, uh you know, he he was why why I gravitated towards him, why we all gravitated towards him, because he, right. you know, even even to the very end, uh, and even on the fly, man, I think he was always good at just, you know, finding something, how you know, to teach you a lesson, and and it's always always finding the positive out, out of something, because it was right then in that moment where it's like I really looked at it, but but o- overall, man, it, it it just never it never ceases to amaze me how how he would always pick any any situation to to pretty much teach you a lesson and 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 you know that that lesson overall for for us as you can see is like like I said I'm not I'm not like a fake tough guy or anything like that but no we were we were severely outnumbered uh you know that night uh it it just honestly said to me man we we were really th- this this whole process wasn't for nothing it wasn't just to you know put on some letters it wasn't just to you know, fake call each other, you know, line brothers, anything like that. Like we would really go to war for each other. And that's what this whole thing was about. And and for him to teach that lesson, man, it it was on the fly. That's why, you know, looking at it then and looking back on it years later, I'm like, man, that, that, that's some humbling shit right there for, for him to go, go beyond that process. You know what I mean? And kind of work around, uh, you know us being hard-headed and, and difficult to deal with cuz you know it wasn't supposed to go down like that originally
0: <laughs> that's for another episode <laughs>
1: that is for another episode not supposed yeah. to go down but you know yeah. that 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 absolutely man strengthened i think i think that strengthened all of our bonds right there and that's why i'm yeah, still here today
0: yeah man i um i remember when i got the call i was terrified and i had my girlfriend at the time uh I mean, no, I remember I was in class And, um, I got a, I had bad service where I was at. And I remember I got the phone call, uh, with ADP, you know, and I was like, oh man. And like that night I was terrified. And, um, I never would have thought it turned out, it would have turned out to be what it is actually like, as I'm, as we're talking right now, I got my uh, paddle that Jerome made us sitting above my computer. You know what I mean? Every day, you know, sometimes when shit get tough or whatever, I'll just look at it and be like, well, (laughs) these ain't online no more, <laughs> you know, Cause yeah, yeah woo, that, man, that. you know, um, but no, man. Yeah. He definitely was able to, uh, and the thing is like, even though I grew up with, you know, I talk about my parents all the time on here and, you know, I grew up with my father in my life. He was kind of like that second, that second father. And, um, I told the story, uh, I forgot which episode it was. I think I was talking to Brandon. Um, uh, uh, my episode three, and I was telling him, remember that time we were in um Henson, and you know, I was he was kind of just ripping like us to shreds, you know, whatever about us not like you know being mentally there anymore. And I remember he went around the room and he got to me, and I just busted out like just tears, man, because I was just so stressed. And I looked up and everybody was just kind of like shedding a tear. And Dean was like, Yeah, see, that's real brotherhood. You know what I mean? And that's that's what it's about, man. That's what people don't, you know, that's why I me and you were so tight. That's why we tight with the rest of our line brothers, because people, you know, they look at frat shit and they be like, Oh, y'all just be fucking women and all this other shit. I'm like, I ain't in college, bro, like whatever. But you know what I mean? When you get older, you hold on to that bond, and you know what I mean. That's that's kind of what it is, and uh yeah man. So I just remember that it made me think of um you know, we're starting from the top as far as like your background and but I did not know um that your mom had passed while we were in school. I don't know why I thought that was afterwards.
1: Yeah, no. That was actually um shoot man. That that was, that was like a crazy kind of a a turning point for me because I almost didn't, you know, come back to school because of that. Um it yeah. was
0: that happened when we was online.
1: No, 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 This was, uh, this was like freshman year. So there was already, uh, uh. Yeah. so there, there was already, uh, sort of, uh, I guess I would call it an improper, uh, grieving process. Um, that uh, of course being, being that age thinking that, you know, Hey man, I'm, I'm tough. You know, I, I, I've been through this before. I can, I can handle this. Um, you know, not, not realizing, man, that I, I'm actually like, compounding stress and and trauma and you know it, it, it's just it, it it essentially came in the in the form of, of of just these triggers man i couldn't i couldn't shake these days where i would just randomly just you know bust out in tears on, on like a random tuesday regular tuesday or like you know hearing a particular song that that reminded me of you know uh times where my family was functional or times when you know conversations where you know me and my mom would kind of celebrate, you know, uh me going to college or hey, me passing this test, really, really any anything. Um, you know, I, I can remember a time where uh you know our cause she passed away in uh February and you know one day before Valentine's Day and I can remember um you know telling her Prior, man, I I was struggling um, initially, which is that transition from high school to college. Um, And then when I kind of realized like, okay, things are shaping out, turning out to be okay. Um, You know, grades are looking really good. I, you know, I picked up my phone because my first instinct was always hit her up. And I realized, damn, you know, I can't even, I can't even do that. And that that was one of those sort of triggering moments right there where I realized like, man, a lot of my accomplishments, you know, I, I always validated them by, you know let letting her know like hey you know uh d- despite everything that you know I've been through we've been through and that she's acknowledged that she's put me through you know I'm I'm doing well and she always wanted to see me do well um you know despite dealing with her own demons but uh you know for me it it, it just a lot of a lot of trauma um you know that was kind of Inflicted by, you know, family stuff, self-inflicted uh, throughout, you know, the entire scope or span of, of, of college.
0: Yeah, that's a, you know, a lot of us don't deal with shit until we like, you know, after college, you know, but to deal with that while dealing with the stresses of college in itself, you know, that's something that can, as we say, as they say, can only imagine, you know what I mean? Um, Absolutely, man. I'm yeah, sure. you know, and, and that's that's why i would be asking y'all to come on here to like, you know, because I'll be learning from even though, you know, especially you, like I know majority of your majority, not all, uh your story. It's like I learn something every time I sit down with one of y'all and you know, teach me something or whatever. And it's like, you know, the, the older generation, you know, uh boomers. Um, a lot of them and before that, they think because you're not as old as them in age that you don't you you don't know anything. And it's been a few people in that age group that I've had to go.
2: Mm,
0: you can't really say that, dog. Like, you don't know what people have been through. You know what I mean? You don't know what situations they've had to deal with that's made them grow up faster than what you had to deal with. You know, and I mean, me personally, I don't know really too many men, especially black men who have dealt with what you've dealt with. You know what I mean? And then come out on top, you know. Um, like I mean you were used to carry a weapon for a living. And, you know, we used to work around a group of, you know, men, majority black men who, yeah, they're four 30, 40s on up, but you can tell that they're still harboring a lot of issues that they've that that probably happened to them earlier, you know, and earlier in their life. And that's why I know with you you would took it upon yourself to get yourself in therapy. You know. Definitely,
1: definitely, man. I mean and as far it's it's actually that that's actually a good point Spencer because mm-hmm. you know. For, first and foremost, man, I, I think life experiences that 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 is essential. That tells you what your what your age is in my opinion like. I, obviously, I respect my elders and I know that you were raised to to do the same. But mm-hmm. we both know, man, there, there's some 55-year-old Motherfuckers who who act like they twenty years old, you know what I mean? Like, where the tenderone is at? <laughs> if you don't go back home to your family and 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 Shirley and them, you know why is her name Shirley? <laughs> that that's just the, the the oldest school name that I could think of off the top of my head.
0: Say where the tenderone is at? You
1: went to Myra and and Myrtle. Like if you don't. don't <laughs> You know, and, and, and you're absolutely right, man. And, and I try not to, <laughs> to have like a like an elitist mindset when it comes to it. But you're, you're right when when you see grown men that are twice your your age, and you realize, man, you you really you're you're harboring onto some things, and you you never really address these things, and you think that that's what makes you a man, or you think that that's what makes you tough. But to me, it it just says you you have some growing to do. A lot. And people think that when they get to a certain age that, hey man, I'm, I'm done. I've learned all that I can learn. Man, I'm I'm constantly learning. Uh, you know, even folks that are that are younger than me, even folks that I mean, my 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 nieces, I mean, they, you know, you, you never stop learning, man, because experience experiences, they there's no age limit to, to life experience, man. There, there there's some people who are, you know, pivoting. And, and they and their careers and their mental health and their physical health uh you know when when they're 45 50 and 60 years old uh and, and not to sound like uh you know a big time optimist but you know when they say it's never too late yeah man it's 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 never too late except for when you're in their grave but you don't want to wait yeah. you don't wait that long man um yeah. that you know we we come across those men on a daily basis bro where where it's just mm-hmm. you you can you can hear it man we, we we're just so emotionally in tune and, and intelligent that you can you can identify that
0: <laughs> oh sorry i'm still laughing about the tender rolls <laughs> because you man i'm telling you
1: bro you know you know exactly what i'm talking about i do baby.
0: man i do i do them old
1: them old players man they got yeah. they got broken one time and now you know for the next three decades i'm yeah. like bro you 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 talking about you know you can't set yourself up for heartbreak but that that was like 12 presidents ago man like <laughs> you don't
0: let that shit go <laughs> yo man and yeah dog and it's like you see that's why I mean you tight because it's like speaking about that for a little bit it's like you know now granted the profession that I'm in now like I work with around professionals like in in radio and in my other job being in Arlington cemetery so I don't really see any of that anymore But like working around that shit for like six, seven years. And because, you know, my father, the men in my family aren't like that. You know, are they perfect? No. But you know what I mean? I've never heard the men in my family say, wild stuff like that. So that was like my first time hearing, you know what I mean, men that age speaking like that. And I was just talking to somebody the other day about this. And it's like, yo, I used to like, you know, you can look at the cup half half empty, half full And you can always look at it as I started maturing emotionally, um, romantically, whatever, you know, I would first look at that, go, yo, these dudes is wild. But then I'll start looking at it as what not to turn into, you know, Um, man, I can never forget. I was (laughs) I was on post one night with a dude and this dude was easily in his 50s. You know what I'm saying? And um you know, and the reason why we're talking about men because me and Avery, you know, always, of course, have the utmost respect for women. With that being said, like, we don't speak for, I can't, I can't speak for a woman's experience. But as far as men goes, me and him can speak for this shit. And so I was sitting on post with him and he was, like, telling me about how his wife was blowing him, right? My wife this, my wife get on my nerves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I work at night. So I don't got to deal with her shit. So I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I'm watching I'm on my phone and I hear him on his phone go oh what's up mommy and I hear a woman on the other side he got on speaker with a accent uh, Spanish speaking uh, accent and I was like okay I know good and goddamn well his wife is not Hispanic so <laughs> like, yeah, I'm out of my business my you business. know <laughs> So he had just came back from a bachelor's trip from DR right so or bachelor party from dr or whatever and so this idiot is over there struggling to try to speak to this girl he on his laptop on google translator right <laughs> trying to have a conversation with this chick and all i hear is how much money you need right and then i hear a baby start crying in the background I never forget. I was watching John Wick too, <laughs> like on my phone I was. I never get this shit. I was like,
2: "What the fuck is this?"
0: So, basically, he had met some prostitute down there, right? And he starts talking about, you know, yeah, man, I met this badass ass shorty down there, fifty some years old. He got kids my age. Goes, yeah, man. I met this badass young man. Yeah, you know, she just had a baby. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to help her out. I don't have, we don't have to have a conversation about how stupid and ridiculous this was. Me and you both know that, and of course, hopefully, people listening are sagacious enough to know how idiotic this whole thing was. But within that moment, is he said, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the only time I can, I can really go down and you know be in whatever. So I started thinking. I'm like, well, damn that's why i ain't into that shit that's why avery ain't into that shit because we've been there done now with prostitutes absolutely not but with as far as what he what he's doing you trying to live vicariously on 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 what your youth is or was you know what i'm saying and it's like bro i'm half your age and i ain't even doing that shit no more so the person i was telling this story to is like this is how i know I ain't, I'm not trying to be out here doing wild shit. Cause I don't want to turn into that. You know what I mean? And I, we, man, you used to work with a bunch of men that were so many examples of what not to turn into. Now I know you said your biological father wasn't in your life, but you had your stepfather, right? You know, you had a positive male influence. I had a positive male influence. And it's like, that's why it's, I feel like that's why it's hard for guys like me and you to comprehend shit like that because the men that we've had in our lives and look up to would never you know what I mean the worst my father's ever done i can remember we was at a, you met my father how goofy he is we went to mcdonald's <laughs> and he was ordering uh something to eat and uh so he go the girl goes yeah what's all she want what's all she want to give me baby <laughs> That's probably the worst thing he's ever like, you yeah, know. And I was cracking up but she's like, oh, whatever sauce you want. He goes, baby, I'll take whatever sauce you give me. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had his glasses hanging down by his nose. You know, that, that thing. like. <laughs>
1: yeah, not tell him shit, though, probably.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like I'll be listening. I'll be like, damn, bro. Like, ah, no, I can't go out like that. So And I feel like that's why me and you tight, because me and you, me, you, my other boy, Trevor, who's going to be on here in a little while, like, you know, we get it. You know what I mean? And it's like, man, I ain't trying to be out here doing this wild shit, dog. Been there, done that. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I mean, that, I mean, the guy you described is what I, you know, if you look up the dictionary of class A jackass, that that's that's what that is. Cause <laughs> you know that, that that's what dealing with your shit gets you right there. It's 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 like, you know, instead of you know work working on what you know whatever issues you have with your wife, uh, you know, he's probably from a generation where they don't really, you know, speak about their, their feelings and things that are bothering them because they look at it as a as a weakness. That's where that shit gets you right there. Uh right. you know thinking that you got a you know a, a girlfriend over overseas somewhere that has a kid and you're quote unquote helping them out like Moth- no motherfucker you a trick <laughs> yeah. that's what, that is what they, that's what you're called uh yeah. you know right but but a, lo- a lot of people i think that it it, it kind of creates this sort of you know uh, uh illusion within their unresolved uh you know issues and within the, the unresolved uh you know trauma all, all of that can always all of that has an origin somewhere man right. uh be it like you said not not having a, a positive uh uh black male figure in your life um ha- having being on uh unsteady ground within your family which is pretty much what i what i had um right you know there, there, there's a lot of things that can contribute to that and you know, a a, a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of what you described with that with that particular dude, man, that it, he definitely fits the mold of one or two of those. But, he, you know,
0: me and you've been through the ringing, you know, what I'm saying we've been out here. We've been in like whatever we at one point we equated our manhood, by how much ass we got, you know, what I'm saying, of course now We was in our mid 20s or whatever, you know, we grown world now. Um, But it's like, damn, people can't want better for themselves, you know. So it's like, everybody's going to hit rock bottom at one point, but not everybody's going to learn from that place in rock bottom. You know what I'm saying? And anybody who, who, who I have had on this, on this podcast has hit rock bottom and they learn from it. But I've had a lot of conversations with people who have hit rock bottom, but didn't learn from it. You
1: know, yeah, yeah, that that is. I mean, it's, it's like the, you know, your grandparents used to say, "A hard head, make a soft ass." Man, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. So so you know. Overall, you know, I, I thought that you know, college was 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 the world, man. I, I didn't I didn't realize like, I didn't realize how how big the world was outside and and what like you know. I, I felt like adulting. That's pretty much like an, a, a millennial term, man. Because right. If there's an instruction manual, bro, I know I'm doing this shit wrong. Like, <laughs> transition. Don't don't get me wrong, man. There, there's some things that, that I'm that I'm proud of with my like my overall progress. But I, I think Yeah, because like, you uh
0: you bought what you bought your house at what 27?
1: 2017, maybe 2018. I was 27 or 28 when I bought it. So 2017 or 2018. Um, you know, that 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 was something, you know that I'd always wanted to do. I'd always wanted to kind of get like, you know, a little starter thing, uh, you know, going. Um I fuck I honestly man, I fucking felt like like Kramer with this shit, with how clumsy and and just, you know, <laughs> dysfunctional it was to just managing this thing and 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 realizing and understanding like, hey man, you ain't you're not renting. so thing you got you got to fix this shit on your own or hey man, <laughs> you, you know, it, it, it I think right. it's just every everybody kind of has that transitional point where you're like, shit, I, you know, I, I got to make my own doctor's appointment. So, oh, oh man, you know, I, I got to learn about taxes and, and all that, man. Yeah. I, I think that for us, uh, especially especially black, black people, black men and women. Nine times out of 10, there's never a gentle transition because our upbringing never, you know, on average, consisted of, of you know, what it's like to be an adult. And you kind of realize, man. Damn, our, our parents were doing a lot of shit off the cuff on the fly. But to us, man, they they look like they were just they were on point, man. And, and right. they made it. I don't want to say they made it look easy, but they certainly made it look look effortless. And like there was an instruction manual and you get there, you realize. Man, I got no type of, you know, direction. I'm just it's it just feels like, you know, like you're almost aimless. Yeah, you know what I mean? And you just kind of and that that's what I mean about, you know, Never stop learning. The learning experiences because, man, a-, a Dalton will will kick you in the ass two times, and then and then an additional time when you on the ground, bro.
0: Yeah, you know it's crazy, man. Uh, you're right because my parents, you know, of course, I say it before, I say it again. I couldn't have been, I couldn't have had a better set of parents, man. And I think I got a a highlight in my life was when very very recent in 2020. Um, before I started, you know, taking my health seriously or whatever, and um, I had uh, cut my hand, and you know how to get surgery, you know all that, and I was out of work for, like, man, like five, six months. So I'm at my parents' house, man, and, you know, I'm trying, like you said, trying to hold it together. I'm tough. I'm strong. I can deal with this shit, whatever, whatever, and so I'm freaking out on the inside. I'm like, dog, it's my first time being out of work since, what, 2004, college, like, you know what I mean, whatever, like, you know, and my parents, they just seemed calm. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting there like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah, I'm freaking out, spazzing out. Like, how am I going to pay my rent and this, that, and the third? And how am I going to live or whatever? they like, oh, you'll be all right. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how y'all not freaking out with me? Like, yo, there's some serious stuff. And my father just goes, oh, well, yeah, you'll be OK. My mom was like, mm, yeah, you'll be all right. And it was almost as if they didn't at first, it's almost as if they didn't care. You know what I'm saying? And everything ended up being all right. (laughs) You know, everything ended up being fine. Matter of fact, everything ended up being more than fine. That's when I started working out, October 24th of 2020. I got hired on the radio station, and uh, not too long after that whole incident with my hand, um, yeah, man, like that's kind of like when my life changed. And I was like, damn. So I was asking my father, I was like, yo, how did you like not, how were y'all like not freaking out? He said, man, we, we've we been through this several times. You know what I mean? Like we've been through, and you know, my mom, she said something I'll never forget. She was like, look, you should never bask in other people's issues by saying like, oh, well, at least I don't have it like this. At least I don't have it like that. But at the same time, you got to humble yourself to realize your problems ain't as big as you think they are. That that, that doesn't say that your issues are not big to you, but everything that I was going through, money could fix it. That was my biggest issue was money. And then my father backed her up by saying a lot of people don't realize how blessed they are when all of their problems can be fixed by money. Because when you got shit in your life that money can't fix you got you got like a terminally ill child right you know what i mean or you know you got a sick family whatever when you got like like shit that's like really you know so through all this you know i've learned that with pieces that you could be going through the wildest shit true story man if you don't mind um And I, I, matter of fact, I never told anybody this, now that I think about it, what happened to me and my hand is how I know it was divine intervention. It was something that, that God had orchestrated because this is what happened. I messed up my hand. My insurance at the time was trash. Uh, so I got hit with a $15,000 medical bill, right? For my freaking finger, Damn, <laughs> right. that's
1: a used car right there. Yeah,
0: Exactly, the full bill was like thirty something or whatever, but I got hit with a fifteen thousand dollar bill. So, the, like, I ended up working something out with the with the with the doctor or whatever, and he waived his fee, so it went down like nine grand or something like that, right?
1: Waving some more,
0: <laughs> shit. You said what?
1: Yeah, I said waving some more. It went down to nine. <laughs> keep going, <Shit. laughs>
0: keep going, right? So I never forget this, man. First time telling this story. And I remember I was like, all right, fine, fuck it. Let me just go ahead and try to pay this off, whatever, as fast as I can. So I called the, uh, I think it was MedStar, or whatever I was dealing with. I called them to try to make, you know, make the first payment. So the woman gets on the phone and she goes, yeah, you know, I say, yeah, my name is Spencer. I'm trying to pay this, you know, installment, whatever, whatever. And she goes, all right, well, what's the account number? What's your name? All this. So I give her all the information. And she's typing and typing and typing. And I hear her go, hmm. So she goes, sir, what's your name again? And I told her. And she goes, what's that count kind of number again? I told her. And she goes, hmm, can I brief place you on a brief hold? So I'm like, ah, shit, this shit about to be 15 grand again. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm thinking the worst. She comes back and she goes, hey, how you doing, Mr. Brown? I got my supervisor on the phone. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm really in trouble now. So her supervisor starts talking. She goes, yeah, Mr. Brian, what was just, what was, you know, she, I gave all my information a third time. And she goes, are you sure you got the right, you know, medical facility or whatever? I'm like, yeah, I got the right number. I'm double checking the bill, all this other stuff. And she goes, well, we don't have any record of it. And I said, you don't have any record of the surgery I had? She was like, sir, what we're looking at, it's as if you've never been admitted here at all. I said, huh? <laughs> so she goes. We're, we double checked it. We this. We that. Da-da-da-da-da. We look. Blah, 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 blah. And this was October twenty third. So I said, uh, nah. You know, I'm I'm not trying to like push it because I'm like, hey, y'all don't see it. But at the same time, I ain't trying to have a nine thousand dollar bill go to collections. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying no, to, make sure to make
1: sure they they did their due diligence.
0: Yeah, they, they did. You know, they did their job. And God be my witness, they said. um This is two years ago, they said, "All right, well, we're gonna look this up, and we're gonna call you and whatever." I haven't heard shit since. The next day is when I went to the hospital to get my hand like checked out, and that is when the doctor had checked my blood pressure, and they had to maybe in the hospital, and he goes, "You need to do something, or you're not gonna make it another year." So. With all that being said, I knew that was that whole, it kind of, it, it really freaked and it kind of, you know, I'm playing it cool, but just talking about it again, it still kind of freaks me out that like, damn, like this is really what happened. And with all, through all the, these last two years, I've learned what peace is, is that, you know, and I, and I said it in the last podcast, that peace is the, is not the absence of trouble, but the awareness of God's presence that's how i started to learn why my parents were so calm and that's how i kind of knew i'm like okay this is another level of growing up
1: yeah man it, it's it's kind of amazing yeah you you've definitely never told me that story before man um and, and it's funny i think you know especially in your in your parents case um you know i i think the optics of the situation and you being in it you could easily just say that man they, you know I, I turned a certain age and they just stopped giving a fuck. But the reality is, man, it's it's almost like the life is a book concept. They they've read those chapters that you're going through. So they just reread them and telling you, like, look, bro, I know how this goes, I know how it ends, and I can tell you that you're gonna be all right. Because anything else, they you know, of course they would have they would have stepped in. And and another thing about that Spence,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, it's always amazing that when we enter different chapters of our life what the prequels are like you know we we see all these movies and and you know these these prequels and all that but by by prequels i mean the people that that might come into your life be it you know me being your ra and steve's ra not realizing that the the central theme is actually going to be y'all being my line brothers and us being tied to each other forever or you hurting yourself cutting yourself and then that actually leads you to to your journey for you know physical fitness Right. You know, that, that prequel was you was you, you know, getting getting yourself hurt. But the central theme or the or the or the or the central plot of, of that chapter is you turn your life around from a physical standpoint and 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 that you know in turn turn your, your your life around uh you know from a mental standpoint. It's it's just one of those things that man, when you know, people talk about major and minor minor miracles, man. They they just they just miracles, man. They cause they all kind of blend together because you never know what you needed major minor miracle you don't know what you needed first you know for that to have that domino effect in, in life
0: yeah yeah no nah, straight up man straight up you know and I feel like me and you you know understand that concept um you know with everything as far as like just growth or whatever now we got that shit out the way <laughs> <laughs> You said something when we first started that I said, we're going to get to that in a minute that I don't necessarily talk about a lot on here, but because it's you, I'm going to bring it up. You have said that you also have your journey with learning about romance and dating and women. Shit. How much time you got? Man, I got all day, (laughs) big dog. (laughs) I got all day. Oh yeah, man. Uh, shit.
1: Where, where, where to even, where to even begin, man. I, I've, um, you know, the, the, the ev- evolution of, of just my, my dating and relationship of, of, of women, and man, that should actually kind of couple with like my, my mental health, believe it or not. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, that, man, I, I've, I've had a lot of situations uh you know with with women where you know even even things that you know when i when i told you uh you know years ago up until now where i was always like nah spence the those motherfuckers they, they crazy they crazy yeah. that, that was that <laughs> i would always lead with that and i would always conclude with that man and All right you know but, but so, somewhere in between that can't kind of came the realization where i was like man i'm not the easiest person to deal with Hmm. maybe maybe it's not always them and maybe it's it's just as much me as it is them or maybe you know i'm i'm the cause and the you know the effect is is you know how they kind of how they respond you know to my to my bullshit but right you know well whatever you whatever you trying to know man however you want to however you want to kick it off
0: you know I, this is why I feel like you know we we have the bond we do because I feel like a lot of our lessons that we've learned has been through you know of course mental health uh family backgrounds um you know adversity but a lot of how only speaking for me and you is how we've got to we've learned a lot is is through romance you know right. and 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 um through through uh uh, the whole dating thing. And it's crazy. I don't talk about this too often. Uh, but, and I, and I, I don't tell women this a lot if I decide to, if I like do go out, cause my perspective on dating has changed drastically over the last, last several years. And this is probably the most I'll ever talk about it on this podcast, but, um, it's funny, you know, you, you tell women, some women, not all, but in some women, yeah, man, I learned this through this relationship and I learned this through talking to this person and, you know, I learned about myself, you know, with this and da-da-da-da-da. And then they say, oh, you dealt with a lot of women. But (laughs) they're responding to what they, you know what I mean? You know, and it's, I. That's that's another reason because a lot of women aren't good with dealing with men expressing themselves anyway. Me and you both know that. And it's no fault of their own. I mean, who fucking knows why that particular person sucks at it. But we know it's a fact, you know, and we also know it's hard for men to express themselves anyway. So we all fucked up (laughs) at some point. Uh, But it's crazy how people will try to tell you about your experiences and why they're not valid enough in their eyes. And I'm like, look, dog. if someone says they've learned a life lesson through X, Y and Z situation, nobody can take that away from them you know, and it's a wild concept to think that you can. So, you know, me and you have learned a lot through romance, the whole dating thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, my, like, I, I, I've always felt like I, I've had somewhat of a semblance of, of, of I, I know, I know right from wrong. A lot right. of my, man, you know, me and, and, you're well aware like you know my reputation throughout the short days up until after I mean I, I learned through my my fuck-ups and then you know it, it would just be just disingenuous of me to sit up here and, and say well you know I, I've, I've always been a great person I've always been and because I don't even mm-hmm. think that I'm you know I, I feel like I'm still establishing those, those building blocks like I said you never stop learning Um, And I don't think you ever stop learning how to be a good person and and you never stop learning how to be a great man. It's, it's a constant thing, but um, a lot, a lot of my lessons for for me. And I, and I I think that, you know, I'm i I'm of course I'm a believer in God. I think God understands that we, we only learn lessons a a certain way. And and me, it was to be honest with you just getting, getting knocked on my ass, uh, you know, metaphorically speaking uh, and, you know, coming across, you know, a quote-unquote crazy woman that I ended up making crazy, <laughs> vandalizing my house two
0: stories on Hey, that, I
1: forgot all about that man. Shit. Yeah, dog, I forgot. What was that? What was her name, man? I don't know. I, can't, I don't know how it works. If I say her name, could I be like liable? How does that work? You know Jay. We're going to call her Jay. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, 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 uh, yeah we're going we're going to call her Jay. Um, th-
1: th- this this was somebody, man. When I tell you put me in my motherfucking place, dog. Uh hum- humbled me. Uh th- this was um I want to say that this this was like what started off as one of my first like mature breakups, so I thought but this was also <laughs> terrible communication and think and it, this is why you don't keep Fucking your exes after. <laughs> uh, th- th- this is a classic scenario of, you know, we we break up. Uh, you know, she she had accepted a job out in New Jersey. She, you know, received her PhD, very, you know, educated. Um, she went to go on, work, work for a big company, um, Johnson and Johnson. And uh she was a chemist or a scientist. It was some smart shit. All very I know. smart.
0: Is- I remember that. I remember her. She she was very, very intelligent.
1: And that and that was my thing. My my goofy ass would always do it. <laughs> I love, <her. laughs> boy. When I tell you she was smarter than my ass in more ways than one.
0: Oh, yo. Also, also, we we okay. Just just to make it, we sharing each one of us sharing a crazy story right now, right? I'm gonna let you yeah. go first. Okay, bet bet. I got the one I'm gonna share where I went. <laughs> like yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, we go. We're going we to call this the goofy hour, man. Right. So, you know, this I, I think it goes without saying I, I had a, a a type, man, just mm-hmm. you know, black and intelligent. That was that was that was my type, man. Intelligence on a black woman and how she carries herself. And she man, she had it. She had all she checked all all the boxes, Um, you know, and we kind of came into the situation with knowing that she could potentially move because there's just no telling. Uh, so she she let me know, hey, I'm gonna be out in in New Jersey. Um, you know, I'm gonna be pretty much ingrained into my work. And so we we kind of just came to that mutual like, well, okay, why don't we just kind of why don't we just separate here? Uh, and and you know, of course we're, we're, we're gonna remain friends <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and of course we're still in between all that time. We're still we're still fucking, right? And then that abruptly comes to an end when actually you put me on with a friend of yours.
0: (laughs) Which is the first and last time I will ever play matchmaker in my life. That (laughs) motherfucker, was insane. (laughs) Well...
1: And I didn't know.
0: And I know I've said this before, but deeply, uh, my my most sincere apologies for that because I did not know how insane that motherfucker was.
1: I didn't know. It's all about perspective. So, (laughs) first of all, that I I put an abrupt and and to my to my defense, I put an abrupt end to to the J situation, um, and immediately uh, got into the situation. We just gonna call her M, right? (laughs) And so, you know, things, of course. I'm hitting it off well with M, but, you know, there's still, you know, communication with Jay to an extent, but I'm keeping her at an arm's length and just not being really upfront. but I'm not, you know, there's no, you know, sexual relationship, um, you know, because things with M are, you know, were going well and things with M got more serious. Um, and then ultimately M and I got into a relationship. So of course M is spending time at my place more and more, you know, she's coming over, just hanging out. Mm. Um, you know, she's cooking and we just, you know, just kind of just vibing out, chilling. Um, you know, I just gotten my first dog sky and, you know, so we just kind of, you know, she, she's helping me out with that, in that regard and we just having a good time. And then one day I get a knock on the door (laughs) and a surprise visit. And it, it was Jay, uh, she showed up unannounced with a plate of, uh, of food in her hand. And she just said, and I'm and my my first dumbass response was just like, well, this is awkward. And she's, <laughs> like, and she's like, well, why why is it awkward? And I said, well, because I'm dating somebody else, and she's here right now. And she's just like, she kind of just like shrugs her shoulders, and she's just like, with a smile, almost with a twitch in her eye, like hands in a plate of food. She says, nope, it's not awkward. Turns around. Gets in her car and I'm like, okay. I was like, damn, boy, you smooth. You, you still, you handle that quite well.
0: <laughs> An idiot.
1: <laughs> Another knock on the door, man. And she's she's pissed this time, boy. She I think she had time to think about it in the car. And it must have been like a time bomb that just kind of went off. Right. Circles back, knocks on my door. She says, Hey, you know what? I actually demand to know why it was so awkward. And my response was just, hey, look, I'm not gonna do this with you right now. This is, you know, we, we can speak about this later. Um, I've got somebody over whom I'm dating. You and I are no longer dating. Uh, so you just need you need to bounce. She folds her arms and kind of uh, you know, positions herself in in, in front of the door to where I can't really close it. Um, and she gets she gets loud. And I will admit, man, I lost my cool and I I told her uh I i I might, I, I honestly sounded like like a 55-year-old white dude, because I told her, you need to leave now before I call the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> put your ass in authorities. <laughs> yeah, and she kind of like, looked at me like, shocked, like, wow, okay. And she leaves. And, you know, her response, uh, you know, I- I'm thinking again, like, hey, man, I handled that well. Man, she came back that same night. Deflated my uh deflated M's tires.
0: Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she, uh, I remember she called me with that. She was like, "Yeah, that's
1: crazy." Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> and shout out and shout out to M man because you know, although that didn't you know end too well, she she stuck it out a lot longer than I think a lot of other women did. Right. Uh, she was she was very very patient in that regard. But, um, deflated her tires. She left like paint on my on like my front steps on my door. Um, and this is
0: um, the condoms in your front yard.
1: She did. She did. She actually, <laughs> she actually did that the night where uh, M was staying over and her and I had sex. And um, I guess the window was cracked a little bit. Um, and I think she was just kind of walking around the property a little bit and she must have heard what was, you know, what was going on. And she was just like, "Oh, okay, cool. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna let them know that I can hear them, and I'm gonna leave. You know, I'm gonna leave some condoms behind." Um, <laughs> and this is wait, wait, was wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. Now to cut you off, didn't you tell me that you and uh, 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 M was doing something, and you thought you saw a silhouette looking in the bedroom?
1: Oh yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> and this is when I knew like M M was about that life. Like when I when I tell you this girl like hops up, puts a robe on. And some socks, and, and just sprinted to the other side because she was ready to fight, butt ass naked with nothing but a robe on and sock. I was, you know, that's when I was like, "All right, she, she's actually, she's about that life." And, and this is, man, spent this is over uh, six months.
0: I remember, bro. bro, because I remember this was 2018, and 18 or 17, one or two. Me and you were supposed to go to homecoming, right? Yeah. And I remember we had, you had got that hotel. We were supposed to room together, and then. The day before you said, man, you know, the room paid for, whatever, go ahead. I ain't trying to leave my house by itself because I don't know what this crazy motherfucker going to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. That was, I remember and, that
0: shit. yeah,
1: I, I was, I, this was during a, a point where I was traveling for work. It was embarrassing. I had to like, I had to let my job know what was going on. Um, <laughs> I, yo, I tried to get a restraining order, but they basically told me, man, uh, until she physically harms you or threatens you, there's nothing that you can really do about it. So my hands felt tied in that regard. Right. Um, you know, I, I consulted with my, you know, the person I call my dad now um, and being who he was, he was just like, man, did you fuck her in the ear or something? What'd you do, bro? <laughs> Crazy. A sutra position that you put her in, and I, I man, told
0: y'all it was gonna get bad for it get better.
1: <laughs> and I'm beyond. This, this, I what I gave her is I have regular man penis here. Right? <laughs> I'm not at that age where I'm going to boast and brag about what I what I have. I know what my abilities are. It's fucking regular, right? So you know, but you know. <laughs> All that to say, man, there's always an origin to it, and I always found like, man, I could have diffused the situation, yeah, you know, well in advance by a communicating with her, like, hey, I think we need to cut off communication because of this. Uh, you know, I, I could have actually face to face had a conversation with her, made sure we were on the same page because to be honest with you, her and I were in a relationship, so. She was worth that. So it wasn't just like somebody that I was just just passing time with. So I always look back on that and I'm like, as crazy as that situation was, the onus is on me because. I just didn't handle the situation. You know, I wasn't equipped, I'll say I wasn't mentally equipped or mature enough at that point to to really uh, to handle that situation, man. And the backlash was. Uh, I, it was probably well-earned, well-deserved, because, I, I, man, from, you know, you and me ass up until, you know, mid-20s, I, I was just fucking around, man. Uh, kind of, uh, I, I was almost like using legal terms. And, and, well, technically, we weren't in a relationship, so you can't get upset about us, you know. <laughs> Fucking well
2: <laughs>
1: you, you misled the, these people you you know you kind of use blurred lines to to get kind of get what you want and this right. is what you deserve
0: right right no man yeah dog um i couldn't agree more and then you had the issues with m and then that's another that's for another story the hell right. that might be right. for another podcast but um no man i think i told you that you know, six years ago when I decided to, you know, get my life right and, you know, just be a better person. One of the things that went with that was, you know, not getting involved physically with or intimately with someone that I didn't see myself with. Right. And I've held on to that for six years. Um. Not necessarily say like celibacy, but like as far as like just having that gut instinct going, nah, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make somebody Mrs. Brian one day. Like, I ain't really trying, you know, bring it there, whatever. I broke that rule one damn time in six years. <laughs> and I was immediately reminded why I made that declaration to myself. And I don't know if I told you this, man. And this is goes along with, you know what I'm saying? Like things that you've learned or whatever. Right. And I remember I um when I first met God again, I, took this class at my church called Men Connected with Christ. And the minister uh, was, I didn't want to take it at first because I thought it was just going to be like a, you know, one of them kumbaya, like what? Nah, like this was like, it was like a group therapy session with a bunch of black men. And the minister, Skip, man, he is very, very, very good, big on tough love. Like he'll tell you how it is. And I remember prior to that point, and I'm saying this because you said the thing about a type prior to that point, I had a type too. And I remember, um, there was an older dude in the classroom who was probably like in his mid forties. And he was telling us about a story. He was the minister asked him about somebody he was dealing with. And he goes, Oh, she ain't my type. But he was like, dude, how old are you? Right. And then, so it was the majority married men, happily married men in the class. And he goes, let me ask y'all something. Everybody, um, everybody raised their hand. Who's happily married. Damn near the whole room rose their hand. he goes okay keep your hand up if you married the woman that was your type everybody put their hand down that was just very eye-opening to me and i never looked at that whole thing the same you know what i'm saying so i kind of got rid of that type shit um so i can remember <laughs> it was this one time and because you had says the, the, the was it. what we calling her jay she was like very intelligent whatever I got bamboozled like that, too. And uh, it was somebody who I'd actually met uh, in 2016. But, like, she low-key ghosted me, right? So I was like, all right, whatever. You know, you win some, lose some, life goes on. And I remember remember when I started getting my commercials on TV. Like, when I started doing shit for, like, Mercedes and Rolex and stuff like that. Right. Whatever. Like, you know, I was a really, like, one of the first highlights you know, of my life where I'm like, damn, like hear my voice on TV. This was way before I got on the radio. So I remember I was working out at the gym one day and I got a text message uh from somebody that goes, Hey, I said, hey, Who this? She goes, Oh, this is uh we're gonna call her T. <laughs> and she said, This is uh such and such. I said, Oh, what's up? I ain't talked to her in several years. So I said, oh, OK, well, you know, what's going on? How you doing? You know, how's everything? She goes, oh, I'm good. She was like, yo, like, I found your Instagram. I saw your Instagram and I saw your commercial on your Instagram. And I saw that same commercial on TV. That's what's up. I saw that commercial. I didn't know that was you. And blah, 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 blah. blah. I'm like, oh, OK. Well, damn. I'm i thought, you. you. know what I'm saying? Like, you know <laughs> I me. Mean. I ain't just like, you know, yeah. That's, I was just like, damn, that's why you hit me up. I thought, you know, you was actually trying to say what's up. I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, oh, okay. Appreciate it. Much obliged, whatever. So she goes, oh, we should go out. I said, all right, we can go out, whatever. So this is around my birthday, which is in January. So, you know, it was, was winter time, And so the night we were supposed to go out, they were calling for snow, whatever. I said, hey, you know, let's put a rain check on that. Not really trying to have you drive in the snow, blah, 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 blah whatever. We can get up another time. She goes, well, I'm already not too far um, in your area for work. She was a paralegal and in law school at Georgetown University. So what could possibly go wrong, right? (laughs) She has a head on her shoulders. She has a lot of shit to lose. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I said, oh, okay. Well, she goes, yeah, you know, we could like get food. We could chill in the crib. I was like, (sighs) again, this is the mature sense, trying to be mature. I'm like, "Eh, I don't really know her like that. I ain't trying to have her come through, like whatever, like, you know, whatever. So I was like, all right, man, what the hell? You know? So she comes over or whatever. And like, we just watching the movie. She falls asleep or whatever. And when she's falling asleep. I said, hey, man, you know, if you want to roll, you can. I don't want you, you know, falling asleep behind the wheel. And so she ended up staying, right? Use your adult imagination. So she ends up leaving the next morning. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. That night. I was supposed to go to a get-together for a high school friend of mine. And uh, she goes, oh, what you want tonight?" the night? This, that, and the third. I said, well, uh, I'm going to. And I had a, you know you just get a gut feeling? Like, I'm like, damn, I shouldn't the fuck? Because I said, and the first time in all these years, was the first time that I messed with somebody that I wasn't too certain about. You know what I mean? And I was just like, some mm, something don't, I shouldn't have. So I said, well, I'm going to this event later. A friend of mine from high school thrown in. Her first exact response was, oh, oh. And I quote, are they going to be bitches at that party? <laughs> End quote. I said, excuse me? I don't refer to women like that. So I was just like, huh? I'll I, my exact response. I said, well, there's going to be women there. If oh, you know, and she goes, hmm. What time is gonna be done? And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, what the? So, my birthday was coming up. So she goes, oh, hey, I wanna take you out for your birthday, blah, blah blah, whatever, whatever, whatever. So this is when I started, like, I would, matter of fact, ma- oh, the, remember when you came over to help me move my old couch, cause I was getting a new couch? Yeah. This was that night. <laughs> This was that damn night, so I think, man, you was out, if I'm not mistaken. And nah, I wasn't with you because you would have known this already. I was out somewhere, whatever. And my birthday was coming up, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm trying to take you out for your birthday." Blah 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 blah. I was like, I was like, well, you know, I might, I might, you know, be tied up. Blah blah. Oh. That's what it was. My parents, because my parents go out every Friday night to this day for almost 40 years ago, indeed, every Friday night. So I was going out with them. So I was say, hey, well, you know, I'm going to be out with my parents. It's at a third, blah, blah, blah. She was like, what time are you going to be back? Just very, very super, pers- just pushy, right? And I was like, man, fuck, I'll be back when I be back, man, fuck. So I go out with my pe- people and I we don't I don't get back to the crib until like almost midnight, right? <laughs> so she goes, Yeah, I'm trying to come over there. I was like, nah, like, you know, I'm a little, I'm, 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 uh I think I said something along the lines of like, yo, I'm already inside, it's a little late. You shouldn't be out this late, this, that, and the third. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, the roles reversed. Yeah, Good, goodness gracious. Yo, yo straight
0: up. Straight up. Like, this is what I'm saying. We don't, I don't live this life no more, dog. I'm trying to chill. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to be the Russell Wilson. I ain't trying to deal with this bullshit. Like, you You
1: know. know. Just told her you had a headache tonight. Yeah. So I said, nah. (laughs)
0: Like, I think (laughs) I got to wash my head.
1: Yeah. Like, I got to wash my head. Tell her something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm getting my lashes done and shit. You know. (laughs) So she goes, I never, I bullshit you not. She replies back and says, too late. Too late. What the fuck? All I hear is a...
1: Oh, man.
0: At the door. I said, who the hell is knocking at this ungodly hour?
1: <laughs> ungodly hour. Oh, man. This man clutches imaginary
0: pearls. <laughs> <laughs> so I look out the peephole, and guess who it is? Fucking T. I said, oh, hell no. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard about dudes liking this type of shit. He is not me. I is not him. <laughs> so I open up the door. I said, I said it just like this. I'm gonna break a rule right now by saying the N word. I open up the door. I said, "Nigga, what you want?" <laughs> Whole demeanor change because I don't show up. It, I don't do this pull up shit. I don't. I don't do none of this. Right. And in that moment, I said, "Damn it! This is why I don't be fucking." With that shit. So she's wearing a trench coat (laughs) with heels. Oh, boy. I'm going to just leave it there. And she had an overnight bag around her shoulder. So she just knew she was going to spend the night. Now, this is where it gets golden. I had to say all that to say this. T was Dominican. Dominicans and Haitians and a lot of Caribbeans don't like dogs. (laughs) What do I have two of? So the first time she came through, right, I put Harlem up, which is something that I don't believe in doing. Like, you know, I got a dog, whatever. But, like, he was at the door when she showed up the first time. I saw how freaked out she got. I said, all right, all right. I ain't trying to make it feel uncomfortable. This time, you, unannounced, you showed up unannounced, right? She tries to come in. I was like, nah, bro, nah, nah, nah. So she's literally trying to, like, damn near force herself in there. Well, you know, Harlem, I have Harlem. For those of y'all don't know, Harlem is my beloved dog. He is a pit bull, 95 pounds and has the heart of a gummy bear. (laughs) This dog just wants to play. He's the most playful, loving dog in the world. Doesn't have an ounce of aggression in his body. I say that to say this. So he runs out of nowhere, right? (laughs) And she goes, ah, the dog, right? So this time I ain't doing shit. I'm like, fuck it. Like, you know. She takes the bag that's still over her shoulder and tries to hit him with it, right? Harlem goes, oh, bet. Playtime. A toy. (laughs) He goes, oh, tug of war? Say less, right? So he fucking grabs onto the bag, right? And is yanking the shit out of this poor girl. And he's doing it so hard that her head is hitting the door. She's like, "Ow, ow, ow!" <laughs> so he ends up ripping Now, even though you know he's a playful, you know, you know how Harlem is, he's still a pit bull. He's still strong as hell. So she's freaking the hell out. Rips the bag off of her shoulder. She freaks out. Runs off. Ah! <laughs> I ain't never seen that goofy motherfucker again. <laughs> And that right there is one of the things where I've learned. I'm like, dog, like me and my father had a conversation one time about all of this. And, you know, uh, we were talking about a little bit something more heavier than this. It wasn't as like happy, funny as shit, but we were talking about a heavy topic. And he goes, I'm glad that you got to a point in life where you realize that you shouldn't be entertaining a woman you don't see as your wife because for what? Why? Like, what's the, what's the end game here, dog? Like, you know, we in our thirties, you know what I'm saying? And you know, those are the lessons, even though it's a funny, your story is funny as shit. My story is funny as shit, whatever. It's, it's something to be learned there where it's like, dog, we too old for this. You know what I'm saying? Like we too old for this shit. And that's, those stories right there is how I look, how I look at men who are damn near twice our age. And I'm like, damn, bro, you still got the energy for that crazy shit. You know, yeah. I, I damn sure don't. I, know I don't. Know. I don't. My life is. Like I said, and I say it before I say it again, my life has got to a point where it's so peaceful. Don't get me wrong. Still got troubles and shit you got to deal with. But like sure. that, that peace is there. And like my man, Justin said on the last episode, you got to protect your peace at all costs. I'm not going to even go into the, the details of my last relationship. You know how that was. But that that's part of how I got so damn big, because I was so miserable and stress eating all the damn times. I was with somebody who, you know, had their own issues that were projecting onto me and vice versa, whatever. So when it comes to this whole romance thing, man, you know, you have to us as men, you know, we got to be careful, you know. Um, But the good thing about it (laughs) is we have gone through the crazy shit, but it's let us know that we don't want to deal with the crazy shit.
1: And and also recognizing, man, if you are the crazy shit, because I know I was, man. Right. That's why I always encourage people, man. Understand what your what your sense of normalcy is, because my mine, I didn't. It took me years to realize that shit is chaotic, boy. Right. It's it's unorthodox, like right. You know, think thinking that you don't have to verbally tell somebody that you love them or being expressive with your feet, man. That shit is that that's not that's not normal. It's normal to me, but it may not be normal to everybody else. Just like old girl pulling up unannounced. It's right. no, probably normal to her, but it ain't, It's just not normal to you, you know. So right. that's I, that's why it's always important, man, for people to 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 recognize and understand their what what their their normal is, man, and and really right. ask yourself that tough question. And ask like, hey, is that, you know, is this shit chaotic? Because me, being myself, man, my mom was just it, yeah. it, it was man. At times, it was toxic. It was yeah. It was ugly, man. Like you said, I was the crazy shit. It wasn't always just just nah, men, straight up. Man. Straight up. And and I I'm I'm not afraid to to really acknowledge that. Um, you know yeah. a lot of people that I've dealt with, I've been able to make amends with. Um, some, you know, wish to never speak to me ever again. And right rightfully so, man. Uh, you know, I can't I can't tell somebody how to interpret how they've been hurt, but I, I I do know and I can acknowledge that. You know, I have hurt a lot of uh, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of women, and um, you know, I I think a, a lesson is definitely to be to be learned there, man. That that shit's not stable. You, you think that it's just you know something to do or time to pass, and you know it, we just we're cool. We just we just kicking it. Next thing you know, man, you got a chick throwing condoms on your front door because you done <laughs> scorned her, man. You done <laughs> sold her some some broken dreams.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right, man, about the whole you got to look at yourself in the mirror. I think I told this story on the first episode, but I know short, long story short, short story shorter is uh, my mom was one of the first people to kind of hold me accountable for why I was, you know, it was the night of my 25th birthday. And, you know, I was thinking about going into the military at the time and me and her had it out about it because, you know, I used to be a real asshole back then. And I remember the next day I called. And she like hangs up the phone and, you know, I was like, called her back. I said, you hang up. Yeah. Hung up man. and just lays into my ass. It was just like, you selfish, you this, you don't care about nobody, but yourself. and da, 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 whatever. And she was absolutely right on everything. But what did it is that she got so upset that she started tearing up. And that is kind. That's really what did it for me. Like, damn, Spence, you need to get your shit together. You know what I'm saying? You you pretty much just made your mom cry. You know this woman who's pretty much been the best mother she's could have been to you. You know, and you're you're she was right. Like you know you selfish you this. So I remember that was one of the first moments in my very young adult, younger adult life where I was like, damn, bro, like you got to look at you know. And it's so some people, you know, as we talk about this, it makes me think, man um how many people just in just have lack of accountability you know what i'm saying like you know they think everybody else is the problem and they think they know everything and you know i cannot stand I you know me i hate know-it-alls boy like if you're not teachable you know what i mean and if you think that you know everything you know what i mean whether then this we done got off romance at this point this is just this is just life now um I can't be around people who, who aren't teachable. You know what I'm saying? We sat here for what the last hour and some change, laugh, talk bullshit. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, in all seriousness, like, you know, if your growth is a very powerful thing, you know, and, um, I'll just say another thing that I don't like that people do that I've gained a very strong dislike for is when, They think that people can't grow. So, for example, what I mean is, like, you know, say you take uh, 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 Jay, right? How crazy she was. This whole time, these experiences we've talked about with these people, we've all said, yeah, man, they were the type of person to do this. They did do that. We haven't talked to them in years. So we don't know how much they've grown. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. If they're still the same person, because it's just as equally unfair as it would be to say, "Oh man, they're still the type of person." How do you know? Because me and you aren't the same type of person that we were,
1: not even close.
0: So, if someone goes, "Oh, Spence is the same type, or Avery's the same type of person," that lets me know how much they have not grown. Because you think that people can't, which lets me know that if you don't think other people can, then you know you can't. You know. So when I hear people. Like I said, these stories we just shared within, you know, the last several minutes we've laughed about. You know, it's funny now. It's whatever. But you have people out here that are still holding grudges from like you said, man, you got to let that shit go. You know, are they the type of person? And the thing is, you sitting over here losing sleep about somebody that don't even that forgot you existed. You got to let that hurt go, man. You got to let that shit go, dog. And it's like it's not fair. To speak on somebody's character in the present day that you haven't spoken to in years, you know, I you know the situation in my last relationship and how toxic that shit was, but I can't sit here and say, "Oh man, she's the type of like I don't know, man." And the thing, the best thing, the thing about it is that true character, true growth, is that even though y- that y'all may have you know parted ways, whether it be a relate a romantic relationship, a work relate, whatever. The, the the best part of growing is being able to wish that person the best and mean it
1: yeah man and that that's always that's that's been that, that was well said man because that ultimately whether i've been on the the wrong end of the stick meaning i you know i was the you know the person doing somebody dirty or i was done dirt i think i'm at that point where albeit it's never it's never instant for me you know it's always some, you know sometimes it requires you know a bit more time but I'm definitely at that point that he, you know, crazy situations with women, with with family. Um, you know, I, I, I'm willing to say, hey, man, I, I I forgive and I and I wish you well and I and I hope you grow. Now, talking to you know our, our friend Amber, her and I had a conversation with it. You know, that doesn't always automatically mean that hey, I I need to deal with you in the same way, the same manner. And I think that's you know that's where certain issues, you know, sort of come up, you know, where you have individuals who, you know, are so quick to forgive. They don't really understand what forgiveness means, or they're so quick to let people back in their lives, but they're still holding on to to hostility. It's perfectly Mm -hmm. fine. It's perfectly healthy to, to, to forgive and, you know, not forget and, and adjust accordingly to, to, you know, what just transpired. So sometimes, I mean, for me on a personal note, there, there are. I mean, as I mentioned, I got a lot of siblings, man. I don't really, I don't really talk to them, man. Um, you know, there was a lot of things that happened. Uh, you know, while we were growing up, a lot of things that happened after the fact. Um, and, and you know, I, I've learned to grow past that. I've learned to to forgive, but at the same time, I understand that, you know, my ability to 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 grow may be hindered by. You know, welcoming you back into my life with open arms. So, you know, now the way that I'm conducting myself is to, you know, kind of not necessarily keep it at arm's length, but now it's like, hey, I've got that awareness now. You know that that's the tool that I picked up from from you know from forgiving you, which came with observing the situation and, and really breaking that situation down.
0: All right, All right. Now, straight up, I say this with full confidence that if anybody I had a fallen out with at one point, and I mean, a while ago, and you still got an issue with that, that's on you, big dog. Because if I catch you in the street, I see you in the street, it's like, oh man, what's up? It's all love on my end. You know what I mean? It's no matter who it is, you know? And if anybody, you know, and I don't want this to sound the wrong way. so And I feel like you have an open mind Know what I mean? Within the last several years, if anybody who I've tried to have close relationship with, no matter what type of relationship it is, and they chose to walk out, that was completely their decision because, you know, having my health scare, I realized how fragile life is. So, you Absolutely. know, when you have somebody that looks you in the face and goes, yeah, you you." you. <laughs> You won't check up out of here way earlier than you thought you would if you don't get your shit together. It puts a whole new perspective on things. So people that I've met after that and I've tried to hold on to those, you know, keep those relationships. And if they wanted to dip, man, you got to let them go. The yeah. Like yeah. I'm not about to sit here and try to keep you there. You know, so um, life is too short for all that. You know?
1: I know, man. I, I I agree. It's like, man, I'm not I'm not pushing you out the door, but at the same time, man, it's, uh, I, I have no problem with directing you towards the door and saying, yeah, hey.
0: dog. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite lines is I'd rather be by myself with a puppy and a goldfish rather than have somebody in my bed. And I'm sitting there wondering why the hell I'm with them.
1: That's well said, bro. Cause you know, I, I think that that used to be uh sort of an issue that I used to have too, man. We just, feeling like and and you know we it, it's it's always like a concept of uh or, or you know we label uh you know women with daddy issues i you know i'm the first probably admitted hey i got i got mommy issues so for me it was always like hey man i'm doing any and everything to keep this individual especially a, a woman i was definitely a people pleaser you yeah. know i'm trying to keep these people in my life i don't want them to look at me in this way or that way and having you know just just kind of growing and having that that sense of self um and again, Robertson you know, me, you know, me and Amber, we talk about it all the time. What's good for us, what's not good for us. Having that, that, that sense and and you know, kind of that reinforced foundation, you understand, man, if if you you're meant for me, you're meant to be a part of my life and, and provide to this chapter of my life or, or to this this book of, of life, cool, man. So so be it. But I'm not I'm no longer gonna like force somebody to be here that doesn't want to be here, just like I'm not gonna force somebody that you know deserves better but doesn't necessarily want better so you know j- just having those, those types of, of of realizations and and you know that's that's a part of the growth right there
0: yeah man um like you i used to um have really bad like i wouldn't say i i didn't have like mommy or dad first of all but you admitting that is growth in itself because the first step in fixing a problem is admitting that you have one You know, Um, it
1: it took me, you know, dating, you know, women that were 40 and 50 years old. But that's another episode.
0: (laughs) The Six Flags Trip. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Damn, all the all the good memories coming out. No, I was going to say real quick. You know, like you, man, I, I, you know, I had really bad, like, validation in things. You know, my therapist broke that down. And the way she did it was just, just said, like, you know, you've always craved validation. It's like, I never, like, you know, we say, oh, man, I'm horny. I'm trying to fuck. I'm saying, nah, with me, I thought, I I thought that was it. But it was the acceptance that I craved. You know what I mean? It was the, the validation that, okay, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, um, that, that I wanted, you know but the biggest issue in that my the biggest mistake that i ever made was before i started working out and got my health together um even though i was unhealthy as shit at one point you know damn near looking the grim reaper in the face because of like health choices poor health choices i was making i never loved myself and that was the biggest problem um now that i'm there you know, that's how I'm able to go, Hey man, I ain't trying to deal with none of that crazy shit you want. Like, <laughs> you know, cause I'm be good by myself. You know what I mean? You gotta be your own best company. And that's something that I never, that I've always struggled with, you know? Um, so being where I'm at now, man, it's such a, such a peaceful place where you can finally admit or be in it live your truth as they say, you know? So, with people listening, man, this was just a phone conversation between me and you. Like, this is how conversations go now. Before. Basis. Huh?
1: Now, I was saying this is this is pretty much uh yeah. This is on a regular basis right this here. Is,
0: yeah, this is it. This is it. You know, and it's like the conversations change so much. I remember when we were in our uh mid 20s sending each other pictures of girls. Hey, man, you fuck with me. And then when the last time we did that shit? Oh, yeah. Nah, man. Jesus. Like, you know, so we grown now. You know what I'm saying? We talk about, you know, it's just like, you know, Avery's probably going to be my kid's godfather. You know what I mean? So it's uh he's already my dog's godfather. Um
1: yeah, <laughs> know I got him. You know, you know I got him.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. You know, so now nah, this is this was just a regular phone conversation. But dad, dog. Real glad that you stepped through. You know what I'm saying? Talked about, uh, we ain't talking about everything.
1: Yeah, that probably take another episode or two, Yeah,
0: man. I don't even know if I want that to be an episode.
1: <laughs> you know, we'll see how this one goes, man. And then, you know. Yeah,
0: we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell y'all what, if y'all listen to this and y'all want to hear whatever it is me and Avery are referring to with the, uh, some way more deeper shit that we've helped each other through. You know what I mean? And seeing each other grow from, then yeah, we will do that. But as of right now, this is a, it's a little teaser, you know. <laughs> it's
1: probably gonna wanna hear about how
0: I'm, I'm over here fucking with 40
1: and 50 year old women.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or how me and you uh, had a particular person. We are gonna name that person Jay. <laughs> almost getting between us
2: <laughs> like, ah, yeah it is
0: <laughs> yeah 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 man uh, yeah, that was um huh.
1: no I was going to say that that's that, that's that's definitely a uh, Oof, like man. extended episode right there that was, yeah. that was a test of friendship right there man that, that could have gone one of two ways
0: yeah it could have <laughs> uh man so yeah dog, we uh that's um that's for another conversation but yeah dog man thank y'all for uh well once again man thank you for stepping through you know what i mean and uh talking about your story and being so transparent with everything man i know this was a long one but i feel like it was worth it
1: hey man i just want to go ahead and give a shout out to my big homie eric man that's my matter of fact this isn't a radio state this is a podcast well fuck it uh i'm gonna just end it with that one then because uh that was very ignorant that was a very dumb thing to say so i'm gonna just uh, i'm gonna just end it with that
0: <laughs> well on that note thank you for uh joining in on the morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous podcast where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous things now i have my man my line brother brother from another mother avery on today uh next week is going to be a little different it's going to be me my boy my boy trev and my boy sal so it's going to be the three of us you know what i mean that's going to be something that's going to be a little different i can guarantee y'all that's going to be a little long so you know just go ahead and listen to it at your own leisure once again folks you said what
1: that is what she said
0: (laughs) oh wouldn't be you if you didn't say nothing like that (laughs) anyway thanks y'all for once again for tuning in on the morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous podcast where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous things i'm your boy spencer i have my boy avery on who's a very with one point bad influence on my life but now's a good one i'll say i'll try with that shit <laughs>